Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. He has a lot of closely held beliefs, but they're all true to him. <laughs> We're going to talk about some closely, right, closely right, held right. myths in, as our show progresses uh, today. We're, we got some excerpts of Joe Biden's speech yesterday, but uh, we are going to hear also from Jim Crisula, our fabulous producer, Rob Center is going to call him at 845 this morning. He's a CBS correspondent. We're going to talk about uh, Texas and the impasse that exists there. The uh, Texas Senate, uh, I guess, no, their House lawmakers, uh, 50 or so of them, have to stay out of the state until the early part of August in order to keep this, uh, I guess, lack of a quorum going. So, well, you know, it's interesting it's crazy. When, when the Republicans did it in Oregon, and Chris was right about that when he called in the other day, the Democrats said, it was a threat to our democracy. It was disgusting and despicable. <laughs> but I don't hear them saying that same thing about their own people who did the same darn thing. So is are they standing up for real democracy or cowards? That's uh, our d- discussion. I think the Republicans were cowards when they ran out. I think the Democrats are cowards now. I don't know. But, you know, Joe, you and I have talked about this. Is there not anything for which you would sort of go all the way to defend? You, you know, you, you always tell us, no, you, you wouldn't participate like in those visible rallies and protests and things. But is there anything that you feel so strongly about, like if our state legislature wanted to take it away, that you would go down and protest or leave the state for three weeks? Listen, here's your choice. Let's say that the company wanted to implement something. Let's go back to my my days as general manager here and vice president of the corporation. If I said to you, Mark, from now on, we're going to have an overnight news broadcast, and you're doing it from midnight till 5 in the morning. You know, so what are your choices? You don't want to do it. Do you quit your job, or do you buckle down and do your job and and look for something else? If these guys are not willing, and women, if these men and women aren't willing to do their job in the Texas legislature, then let them quit. Somebody else will take their seat. Well, that's a perfect example. That actually is a great illustration because if I felt so strongly that I was being unfairly treated or that I was being significantly injured, I would have to quit because you you would want to stand up for that. And that's what they're doing. They think democracy is being significantly injured by this in the no, rights of No, it's a poli- political voters. grandstanding. They got a case of beer. They're sitting on an airplane <laughs> right. without masks after everybody's saying, you know, it, what what really cracks me up is Lion Joe Biden called Governor Abbott accused him of Neanderthal thinking because he opened up the state too early. And yet here are all these Democratic lawmakers crowded in a private jet with no masks <laughs> and beer. sitting side by side and drinking <laughs> beer. Now, where do you do you see any hypocrisy in this? If you are going to stand up for democracy, you must have a private jet and some beer. Well, these I, are the requirements. The beer is definitely essential. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, welcome on board. You get the flavor on where we're headed this morning. Uh, Jim Cursula going to chit-chat with 
with us at 8.45 this morning, the CBS News correspondent, and uh, so we'll be talking to him, and uh, we would invite you to give us a buzz before then. 1-800-795-9565 is our open telephone line. Is it standing up boldly and bravely for democracy in a private chat with beer, or is it just a cowardly fleeing? we got all kinds of name-calling on both sides on this uh, topic, so we'd love to hear from you. What's your view on this, and what's the way out? Okay, so we have a lot of Republican legislatures imposing onerous voting restriction no, there, laws. There's an editorial word. You don't know that they're onerous. Well, they're just they're are. just redoing. I no, mean, let's no, let's no, set no. the on. scene correctly. Let's set the scene <laughs> okay. correctly. Uh, like you have some during sense the of pandemic. During the pandemic, <laughs> many Joe is states suddenly objective, folks. Let's listen. <laughs> many states <laughs> did open up things to make it easier to vote during the pandemic, which was an extraordinary extraordinary thing. Now, the things that they did. We now have to analyze and weigh them in light of the fact that the country has opened up again. Do they make sense now, or is there a chance for fraud? And does the chance for fraud outweigh the benefit of easier voting for certain people? I think each, each state has to decide that for themselves. Right, on each item, right? There's like right. 20 different steps that you can do nowadays uh, to uh, change voting laws. I'm not even going to editorialize and say suppress it to change voting laws. Each one could have a robust discussion and debate. but that's that's not what legislatures are doing. They're imposing tougher, suppressive restrictions on Democrats. How are they? What is repressive? And uh, give me some of uh, the Texas bill we discussed. Oh, reducing voting hours, reducing they didn't. They overnight extended voting, voting. They extended voting hours. Mark, we have never boxes. had overnight voting in this country. Name me one <laughs> Somebody time did. in the past uh, 200 years of this. Didn't that get banned in Texas? The overnight voting. There was a 24/7. And they well, got that's part of, of what they're doing in here. But they're they're extending in, voting yeah. hours. All right, we got one call coming. In, but we'll take more comers, and we will have time for one or two calls prior to Jim Kersula's conversation. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Join us at least in queue on the phone line, 1 800 795 You can email us at on the market, WTKOK.com. We got some great emails uh, left over from yesterday. Uh, incidentally, we do not have any texts left over from yesterday. This uh, cockamamie system here deletes them if you don't read them. So uh, if you sent a text yesterday, and there were about a half a dozen of them, and we didn't read it. You may resend that now at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. So, yeah, we would uh, just love to hear from you. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, is this relate to our conversation? Nope, we got a caller ready to go, okay. so let's uh, do that. Al, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Morning. First caller today told me. Anyways, um, if they don't do anything and vote on this uh, new bill in Texas, I heard it's going to go back to the way it was pre-pandemic. So they're really, uh, I don't think they really thought about it. If it, if it reverts back to uh, pre-pandemic, uh, you know, standards and rules for the election, um, they lose anyway. Well, that's true, and and that's exactly what would happen if they don't enact a new piece of legislation. Then the existing piece of legislation takes takes precedence. But I think, and I, I am not the. Uh 
the most informed on what Democrats want. Uh, they just want to make sure that these negotiations come to a logical conclusion. Now, granted, if they stay in session and they, all these things that they negotiate and they beg and plea, as they have done in some negotiating sessions, they don't get what they want, then they're just going to have to accept that, you know, the Republicans are going to bowl over them. They can't run out of <laughs> run out of Texas every five minutes to avoid voting. But they don't feel as though negotiations have gone well or have been actually open, and they certainly know that the votes aren't going to go their way. Well, so they don't feel gonna, that... They're not planning to take an off all on this one bill. They said there's other things um, that that bother them on the other legislation that's going on in the state. Right. So, so this is certainly... Just, a, it's not just the bill, but it's going to revert back, so they're going to lose anyway. And, I, you know, I agree with you on this point, Al. The, legislative minorities, whether it's the, the minority commissioner on the Northumberland County or Snyder County Commissioner's Board or the Democrats in Harrisburg for the past, uh, what, a dozen years or so, the minor, minority loses all the time. <laughs> It's like that's that's what happens, <laughs> right? If you don't do your job, nothing's going to get done, and it's hard to fake progress. And they're going to get end up get, getting themselves voted out of office. And um, Texas is going to be probably better off if people who don't want to do their job that are elected to do their job are voted out. I think they're going to end up well, better off anyway. And I, I I think that's true for most votes. You know, you want your you want your legislator to participate in the conversation. But I honestly think that uh, they think now standing up for you know minority voters or Democratic voters or what they think are unfair laws. And Joe and I went through a half a dozen of them, and half of them are okay, and half of them are unfair in my view. Uh, they think they are standing up for you know sir, your right to vote in the U.S., Joe. Well, look at Lion Joe Biden. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Lion Joe Biden's down there saying this is an attack, and this is Jim Crow on steroids. This is the greatest attack on our republic. Well, he called it democracy since the Civil War. I mean, come on. And then he says he's not engaging in hyperbole. He absolutely is. Now, Biden fell up his rocker a long time ago, and um, he's he's done for. I mean, he's just a he's a real mess for this country right now, and it's a shame to say that because I dedicated a uh, a flag for him, and uh, I, I was hoping he'd do a little better than he's doing, but he's he's not. And then oh. in 2023, we all have to have real ID, so maybe for the 2024 election, they could use the real ID if that says if you're a U.S. citizen or you're a uh, legal immigrant. There well, he's go. like Whistler's mother on a bicycle, off a rocker. All right. Thank you so much, yeah, Al. Right. Thanks for checking in. we got to hit the clock here. We're going to take a quickie break. Jim Casula is going to be on the line shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Our good producer's doing his thing, and while he does that, I'll do this. Uh, I've had an opportunity to drive the Mustang Mach-E All-Electric 2021 Ford, and I'm going to Mustang, and I'm going to tell you lots about that in the near future. Uh, we got on the news line now Jim Crisula, who's a CBS News correspondent and has been following the Texas Republicans as they try to force onerous and suppressive restrictive... Oh, I thought you were going to say it was following the Democrats on an airplane with beer to Washington. <laughs> so, Jim, I, th- I think we have just set the scene for you. The way we argue here, Jim. Welcome aboard. <laughs> so. Without a mask on, yeah, as I, as I sit beer on the plane, yeah, with the Democrats. Well, right. Thank you. I could be so lucky. Well, well, t- t- tell us, in your view, is this not the heart of the matter? Are they not beer-drinking, flying cowards headed to the nation's capital, or are they standing up for true our true republic, making sure that democracy wins out in the long run. Well, Please. Well, I'm sure, you know, fellas, it, it depends on your viewpoint or the viewpoint of uh, your many listeners uh, probably could be split 50-50 uh, on that question. Uh, again, certainly, at least, I think we can all agree that Texas right now is has become the focus of, of this this fight in, in so many states now over voting restrictions, voting rights. And just to see what's happened, how this has played out in Texas with the Democrats leaving in mass, getting on a plane, going to Washington, D.C. a couple of nights ago. Yesterday, Republicans in the Texas legislature said, hey, fine, if you're going to do that, we're going to pass a resolution, going to pass a measure that calls for your arrest. Uh, if we can find you, talking specifically about the Democrats, then after that, the NAACP came out with a statement saying, hey, if any of these Democrats, many of them, of course, African-Americans in the legislature, if any of them are arrested, we're going to provide whatever money is needed to bail them out and defend them. Isn't all that really will happen is they, they get arrested and they're drugged back to the state capitol where they're forced to do their jobs. Well, again, you know, some may say that. Others may say, no, they're just uh, taking a stand here that they feel that they need to take a stand up. So, again, um, as I say, the, the voting restrictions here, the, the new voting measures are very controversial, obviously. Uh, this kind of all started, I guess you could say, in Georgia with right. a very sharp voting restrictions passed there. And, of course, there has been... A corporate backlash in Georgia from companies based there, Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola, uh, Georgia Pacific, uh, but others as well, Georgia Power. Uh, they've taken out statements, made statements. They've taken out ads and in newspapers and on TV and radio in Georgia condemning the voting restrictions. So again, and there's been an economic fallout. For, for sure. But again, uh, we'll have to just see how all of this plays out 
uh, in Texas. Certainly it's fascinating, obviously. Well, I'm sure Governor Abbott and President Biden don't have much for each other. And uh, yesterday, uh, the governor called out the president saying, once again, President Biden ignores the facts. The fact is that Texas is passing a law that expands, not reduces the hours of early voting. More than many states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware, which has zero hours of early voting. The president has said these bills are uh, Jim Crow and steroids. Do you see that? Is this racist? Well, that's not for me to say. I, I don't think it, it. You know, certainly some view them as, as such. Others say no, they're necessary. Uh, these restrictions, these new laws, are intended to prevent what some say is is fairly rampant voter fraud. Although most courts and most state election offices say that that's simply not true. Uh, so again, uh, you know, it, it, it's. It certainly it very much depends on your viewpoint as, as to how you look at all of this. And, and as, as they say, as, as we wait to, to see how this plays out. Well, in your view, why is it that the Democrats can't just take it on the chin? Now, I happen to be a Democrat uh, here in central Pennsylvania, so I am used to losing and being in the minority. You know, our counties are primarily Republican. Our state sure. legislature is primarily Republican. I hate to say this, but I am used to being on the lower end of votes all all the time. Why isn't that acceptable for the Democrats in Texas? Well, I think what, what a lot of people, a lot of certainly Democrats feel is that Republicans have to come up with, with voting restrictions, very restrictive voting laws, because the, the numbers simply in, in many cases, certainly not in Texas, but in, in, the, in blue states, obviously, you have more registered Democrats and generally speaking across the country you have more registered democrats uh, voting so again uh, democrats say that the only way republicans can win is to come up is to come up with ways to reduce voting to reduce the number of people going to the polls or discouraging people from going to the polls and does that really work you know i i've seen studies that say that you know if you want to reduce either minority or specifically black voting or poor people from voting which are often democrats not always but often democrats these are the kind of things that you can do but uh, folks don't believe it they say that you know that isn't a, an empirically provable result when these uh, voter restrictions are in place and of course obviously the backdrop of all of this uh, continues to be that the claims proved false to this point by courts and again various state elections offices and local county elections offices the, the claims by former president donald trump that the, the election was stolen from him that there was rampant fraud the election was rigged so again, uh, that's a big part of the backdrop with, with all of what's happening uh, in these uh, various states, primarily Republican-controlled states. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm the Republican in this team, and I, I wish President Trump had kept his mouth shut, and I think he cost us the elections, two Senate seats in, in Georgia. But, you know, Governor Abbott said yesterday that the Texas bill is making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. If that's the goal, do you think the Texas law achieves it? Well, again, you know, there, there's so many facets to it. There, obviously, there's so many different things that make up the law. And, and whether or not it, that achieves it, I think, is a long-term question, a long-term answer, I should say. Because, again, uh, if this becomes law and stays on the books, we'll, we'll have to see how this affects 
of voter turnout, say, say in, in two years in, or three years, and well, even next year, 2022, but certainly 2024. All right. Do you mind if we switch topics? I know we pitched that we wanted to focus on Texas voting, but I know that you're staying really current on the Surfside, uh, Florida condominium collapse. So, uh, what is sure. this? What is the status there? We sort of uh, we're done with what we always called the hopeful time of rescue. Uh, now, now what is happening there? Basically, it's just a recovery mission at this point, fellas. I, I think the last number I saw. Uh, late last night was 95 confirmed victims. Um, most of them identified. Uh, there are still more than 20 people missing. One of the problems that they've run into, it seems, each and every day, uh, you know the, the weather in South Florida. You have the pop-up thunderstorms with the, a lot of very heavy rain, gusty winds, and lightning, a daily occurrence down there, and that's certainly been the case the last Oh, week and a half to two weeks, and and when that happens, they have to pull those searchers uh, out of that pile of debris for their own safety, and of course that that delays things. But uh, at this point, a lot of the urban search and rescue teams have headed home, including one that came from Israel. They they were sent off uh, in grand fashion a couple of days ago. Uh, certainly uh, appreciated for their efforts. Uh, but again, it, it's going to be, and, and officials in South Florida have said this. It's going to. This is going to be a week, uh, going to take weeks, if not months, to continue and, and ultimately finish this process. This is kind of a legal question that may be outside your purview, but these were condominiums, and that means their building is owned by the residents. Um, they certainly can't sue themselves. So what's likely to be the legal fallout of all this? Boy, that's a good question. And again, you know, who, who knows? I mean, I mean, obviously, you, you have to think that lawyers have gotten involved in all of this and and again i'm sure they're they're looking at that who can be sued or what can be sued uh in terms of of trying to uh, to resolve this recover any kind of money for any of the victims uh but again uh, it just uh, and and even the governor ron DeSantis has talked about that Uh, the state attorney general has gotten involved there are criminal investigations that are going on that, that have been talked about or at least alluded to. So, uh, again, very good question, but uh, the answer to that is uh, hard to come by. Has this prompted more inspections and talk of uh, making sure that all the other buildings everywhere, not just in that area, but everywhere, are safe? Specifically there, yes. In fact, uh, there have been actually uh, some evacuations of a couple of other buildings in that area uh, that uh, the engineers have come in and said, hey, we, we think there's... We don't think we we realize there's some concerns here. Let's get people out of these buildings while we can inspect them, at least do a more thorough inspection of them to to see what's what. But, uh, again, you have to believe that uh, the structural engineers have been and will be very, very busy in South Florida and perhaps uh, across the country as well. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your remarks yes, and your time. You. We always appreciate our opportunity to talk to you. Always good to talk to you guys. Stay you well. Take thank care. You too. Take thank care, you Jim. Thank you so much. That is uh, Jim Crisula, CBS News correspondent. Uh, he is uh, reporting from North Carolina, but uh, monitoring uh, the COVID outbreaks in Pennsylvania or in the U.S. and in, uh, of course, the Surfside, of Florida. He's been providing their coverage for that and uh, obviously uh, helping to monitor what's going on in Texas as well.
So uh, we appreciate him checking in this morning. All right, when we come back, we will have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour, so we would invite you to call in at that time. I'm going to finish what I started, and that's an opportunity to talk about the, the Mustang that I got to drive. Consumer Reports had a chance to drive the all-electric 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E, and they had the same remark that I did, that it is unbelievably quick off the line, about zero to five, uh, zero to 60 in five seconds for the model that I drove, but they have another one that goes zero to 60 in about three and a half seconds, which is just crazy. Now you're into double G-forces here. You're going to get people with pacemakers won't be able to drive with you, and uh, you, it's just a, a fabulous way to get around. Uh, all-wheel drive would be the way to go. The particular Mustang that I drove is more of an SUV than a GT version uh, with the all-wheel drive, has uh, four electric motors on all four wheels that uh, keep it going, but also has the great uh, sort of, it's sort of a tablet dashboard. You have a small dashboard in front of you that has some key information in front of you, and then to that immediate right is the rest of the information that has all the information you would need to know, whether you just wanted to listen to the radio, or you needed the navigation, or the phone, or you have specific buttons. You can train it to that the top row of buttons would do whatever you want. For example, I would put in the upper left-hand corner, number one, Joe McGranahan, so I can call him at any time if I need to. Wow. <laughs> and then I'm number one on your speed dial list. What yeah. an honor. Number two would be my lovely bride. <laughs> number three would be my parents. Number four, you get the idea. But you could do that. And then the, in the next row of buttons, you can put the navigation. You can put WKOK radio or other media. Maybe you use Google traffic on a regular basis or Waze or Pandora, whatever it happens to be. I, I'm going to be keeping Android Auto in my new vehicle. And I got Alexa lined up. And, uh, uh, of course, I like to do a lot of Zoom meetings while I'm driving, so the Cisco WebEx is right there. So you get the idea. You can put on this dashboard whatever you think is most used, or you can just tell it to, to go into the most frequently used mode, and then the things you use often will stay near the top. The things you rarely use will be at the bottom. If you often use the radio, that'll stay at the bottom where your volume controls and your defroster and the air conditioning controls will stay right there. So just like you always have them, it makes it easier and and uh, you'll be a happy motorist. And this is the Mustang, just a fabulous vehicle. They got the uh, mannequin down there that is a spec vehicle that you can drive. And then uh, you order up the vehicle and you wait a couple of two, three months and you got your Mustang. And pretty soon they're going to be ordering up the 2022s for you at the Sunbury Motor Company. So they would just love for you to participate in buying a new Ford. Well, we certainly can talk about Jim's comments with respect to the Texas law and uh, to the condo-ish situation in Florida when we return. But I don't think that he was able to demonstrate, at least to my satisfaction, that uh, Governor Abbott is a Neanderthal. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's plenty of evidence. We'll call that up during the rest of the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the first third of the show. The rest is coming up after CBS News and local news. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and slowly starting to understand my important viewpoints and coming to our side. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a funny joke. All right. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. That's a factual piece of information. You can do as I've done on many occasions. Go to sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials. Find out about the new vehicles that they do have in stock. And there aren't a ton of them because of the chip shortage, but they do have some, and they would just love to sell a new vehicle to you. They're also moving pre-owned vehicles out of their ASAP, so that's uh, leaving behind some uh, earlier-owned vehicles that are in fantastic condition as well. So you're invited to check out sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. We've been talking about the brouhaha in Texas. It is a Texas-sized dispute involving voter rights. There's about uh, a dozen things that the Texas Republicans would like to do to suppress the vote, uh, but the Democrats uh, say they're standing up there for democracy. There you go again. And uh, they have fled the state. They have to stay out of the state. Uh, one of our listeners says it's August 7th. They can come back. Uh, that's when the special session ends. But then there'll be more special sessions later, so they'll have to flee again if they wish to avoid votes on these uh, topics. So if you'd like to weigh in on this, are they cowards or are they patriots? What's your view? one 800 795 Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines. No injuries, but there was a rescue yesterday when there was a fire on 5 North Market Street in Shemokin. The news item reporting today that uh, fire police had to save a woman from a second-floor balcony after she was unable to exit through the front of the building. The fire chief there says that fire is under investigation. And that was the only clue. Close call. There were no injuries. History comes to life. Joe, you'll appreciate this. Uh, some young people and families and the Bucknell Humanities Center and the Milton Public Library are celebrating the history of the pandemic this weekend. History is narrative. It is photographs. It is drawings. It is that individual collective pieces that tells the story 200 years from now. And I'm part of living it. And so what do I want my great-great-great-granddaughter or grandson to say to read about my experience during this journey. And that is Kathy Vinos, Administrative Assistant of the Bucknell Humanities Center. She's participating in the event this Saturday for families. 11 a.m. Joe, take your grandchildren. This would be fantastic. Uh, and they have kits to give away that include the multicultural crayons and coloring pencils and tablets and a lot of history-oriented things. What's uh, a multicultural crayon? Just to illuminate me. Oh, well, it is uh, crayons that show the various shades of flesh, not just Caucasian. So, so that's multicultural crayons. Right, right. Okay. It shows uh, black, brown, uh, maybe a. So Asian there are no oranges hue. or purples or greens in Not that. in this particular. Okay. This is only about nine crayons with uh, just flesh tones in it for the various colors gotcha. of Americans. Okay. The, an eight year old boy tragically died in a crash uh, that happened Monday. The boy died about 12 hours after the accident. It happened Monday on Route 45, Buffalo Valley Regional Police, Montour County Coroner, and others out with the official information, a rear-end collision involving a family. Everybody was hurt in that particular crash that happened earlier this week. Joe Biden was in Pennsylvania yesterday. He was talking about Republican, uh, opposing Republican efforts uh, to change voting rights in the U.S. Now he's about to make a remark about the, a state that's taking some rights away. He was referring to Texas, not Pennsylvania. Speaking at the National Constitution Center, Biden said Americans should 
should have the right to know their vote will be counted. He called this a test of our time as restrictive voting legislation is being pushed by Republicans at the state and local levels. Biden pushed Congress to pass the For the People Act. That bill would help end voter suppression in the states. Get dark money out of politics. Give voice to the people at the grassroots level. Create a fair district maps and end partisan political gerrymandering. Biden said the nation is facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War, adding that this 21st century Jim Crow assault is real and Democrats plan to challenge it vigorously. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And COVID 19 pandemic really winding down in Pennsylvania while there is a spike in new cases, primarily said to be associated with the July 4th holiday gatherings that took place. Snyder and Union, or nope, check that, Snyder and Montour County just had one case, no case in our other local counties, and for the first time in a year, uh, Geisinger Shavokin doesn't have any COVID-19 patients on board. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Chris, we got a caller after you, so this will limit your good remarks to three minutes or so, but you now have the floor. Go right ahead. Well, uh, I, I think uh, your name-calling mayor who hates name calling keeps calling names <laughs> who am i calling but, names uh, I, and the idea that a group of texans should eschew brews on their uh, way to washington is something that wouldn't even fly in texas wait say that and, again uh, you lost me <laughs> the fact that they are making sacrifices to go to washington and leave texas the little texas legislature it's it's not a full-time job in Texas, and the, officially they only meet once every two years, I believe, down there. And you believe the Republicans so who did that? they have jobs, they have families. One of them was supposed to be getting <laughs> married this weekend. Hey, Chris, do you believe that the Republicans who fled Oregon, you believe they were heroic, too? Uh, no, but I think... Oh, no, I, of course I, I, not. I wouldn't say heroic, <laughs> because it depends what you're fighting for. But on the other hand... Uh, uh, acceptable political ploy that has been long used. In fact, I used, I, I first heard of it from a Mr. Boltz, who was either from Mount Carmel or Shemokin and went back there to become a priest of some kind, I believe, when I was in seventh grade in New Jersey. He was my social studies teacher. So this idea and he of... told us about that, that, this back then. So it's not an unknown thing, and it's not that unusual of thing. So it's heroic when the Democrats do it, but it's not when no, the Republicans do it. No, I said it's it. heroic depending on uh, the, the amount of your belief and what you're, you're doing and how justified that belief is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, the, the other thing is the idea that uh, Democrats uh, are somehow evil for flying in private planes, and uh, it wasn't given to them by uh, lobbyists or anything. No. One of the Texans in the in the in the legislature is a very rich man no one said it was evil and he's one of the people flying no one said it was evil but it was a little odd to see them all packed together without wearing masks and and masks i guess they're all vaccinated so it's okay right you sure every one of them's vaccinated? Well, and even sure any of them aren't? And even in commercial exactly, airlines, Chris, anyway, Chris, you? in commercial airlines, you're required to wear a mask. <laughs> it wasn't commercial airlines, was it? But it's best practices, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> isn't it best practice, Chris? 
You're always saying best not practice. No, because in commercial and, uh, industry, you can't refuse people to uh, from getting on planes, can you? For nope. uh, not being vaccinated that I know of yet. Maybe you can. Well, the airlines well, have a policy. It. It's, it's a federal policy, isn't it? That you must wear a mask at an airline? Federal policy, but not a law, right? Oh, okay, so, so commercial planes have to do that. So when Governor Abbott opened up the state, that was bad, and now the Democrats oh, flying without masks, now, that's now good. Now you're changing the topic. <laughs> you're, you're upset about the masks. I answered you. Why? If they're all vaccinated, then it's perfectly fine. But we don't Correct? know that they are. Yes, but you don't know that they aren't. Well, that's like a dog chasing his tail, Chris. Well, uh, no, the point is they know. Okay. They probably know. So you think every one of them checked with every other passenger on the plane to make sure they were vaccinated? I think it's likely that they all are. Okay. But if a tra- plane load of Republicans were doing that, you'd think they were likely that they weren't. No. <laughs> I didn't call up anything about any plane of Republicans. Okay. Now, moving on to uh, uh, your comment about Biden, uh, the threat to democracy that he included in that was the January 6th attack on the Capitol and uh, the Republicans insisting on the big lie and Trump repeating the big lie. Unrelated Those to the, the Texas law. He said were the biggest threat to uh, American democracy, but he lumped them uh, in with he lumped them in with voting regulations that make common in, sense. And he also the the restrictions, the attempted restrictions on vote, voting regulations. But he was including all those other things, and you made it sound like it was only the the voting restrictions he was talking about, and that's not true. And if there was a bigger threat to democracy, it would have to be something like what the Depression or World oh. War Two. Chris, we got to stop you there. That was his point. Call back and give us more remarks later. But thank you You'll so, so much minute. for trying desperately well, to set... Well, it's hard to, to correct everything Joe says in three minutes when he talks for a minute and squeezes in more funny stuff than Trump does. <laughs> excellent, excellent point. <laughs> thank you so Have much. Have a good day. I Take care, Chris. It. Pat, thanks for waiting. You are the next caller. Thank you so much for calling in today. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have to plead somewhat ignorance. Now, I'm from Texas, and I just found out yesterday that uh, Governor Abbott was going to arrest these uh, errant Democrats when they come back and uh, keep them in their, in their, uh, locked up in the Capitol building, apparently, until they decide to do their jobs. Um, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right, including, <laughs> including the idiocy of some Democrats, I have to say. And, but I do have to plead some ignorance because I, what, what uh, specifics uh, in the voting laws there are people objecting to? Well, the, the Democrats are objecting to everything in it, uh, even though they help negotiate some of the material that's in the bill. I mean, it, it, Governor Abbott points out that it makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat, and he's right. We discussed yesterday the, some of the provisions in the bill, and they aren't that onerous. They have a ban on drive-through voting, uh, and they're going yeah. to require that the voting be inside, not inside a building. They have new regulations yeah. for early voting hours. They're banning 24-hour voting, but they are expanding voting hours generally. Um, they have, I'm trying to think what else they have here. I had the list. Oh, here it is. Um, they're enhancing poll watcher protections. They're um, 
uh, monthly citizenship citizenship checks and a correction process for mail-in ballots. That's basically what the law includes. Well, and I think, Pat, what they're trying to do, in case you haven't followed it, is they realize that it's a game of inches. They know that these laws will make subtle reductions in the number of minority and poor voters who will go to the polls. They can go to the polls and vote, but they know that the net, Republicans know the net effect that fewer of them will. And that is certainly their choice, but Democrats are fighting for that. They say they don't want anything that would reduce anybody's interest or ability to vote. Well, I don't see how any of those things that uh, Joe just mentioned would do that. Uh, I was down in uh, uh, working in Houston uh, last October, and the news there was when this woman, for the drive-through voting, there was a woman that was uh, the, uh, whatever you call her, the official at the window. And when people came by in Texas, you would have to have a photo ID. Well, people would drive up in their cars. She would ask for their ID, and they would say, well, I don't have one. She says, that's okay. I've got a stack of phony ones right here, and hand them a choice. You know, <laughs> are you black? Here's a black one. Are you white? Here's a white one. Uh, largely Hispanic. So if you're Hispanic, you're a Hispanic one. Well, there was a police officer who was uh, one of the poll watchers, and uh, she didn't get away with that. She's uh, doing time right now. But that's the kind of thing that just, it's all too, it, it, they make it too uh, easy to cheat, and which I think is the Democrats' idea. You know, there was a guy, I was listening to some other talk radio, wherever I was, and there was a guy called in from South Africa. And he said that the, the uh, little African countries that have these dictators in there that do all the cheating, they were watching the election up here, and they said, man, this is all the stuff we want to do down here. I wish we could get away with that crap that they're getting away with up there, that the Democrats are getting away with up there in the USA. And you and have... They're trying, to, they're trying to make all those things permanent. That's the whole idea here. There's nothing difficult about getting an ID, and there's nothing difficult about uh, arranging your schedule to go vote. Uh, you know, it's There's nothing that's making it harder. They're making it harder to cheat, and that's the whole idea. All right, well, let's stipulate that the Democrats are wrong about this, but what are they saying? You, you hear their actual words, and you follow this closely. What are their actual words? We'll stipulate that they're all washed up and wrong, but what are the, how are they saying that this will hurt uh, minority and black voting? Well, I don't see how it does. They're not no, no. saying what, that. No, they're, no, no. they're just making that general charge without any specifics. Oh, I, the Democrats have listed hundreds of specifics. I'm asking Pat to enumerate some of them. We'll stipulate that they're false or wrong, but what are their, what are their claims? Well, aren't they the usual things? I say uh, uh, I haven't followed it all... Enough right. To, uh, I didn't think so. See, that's just it, Pat. It, but, uh, you, as much as you're in Texas, you're not informed on this. You don't know what the Democrats are saying. You don't know what their complaints are. You don't know how, if at all, that this will reduce anyone's vote, whether they're Republican or Democrat or anyone else. So I, I really love the fact that you're calling. We fantastically think your emails on immigration are literally spot on, and they're 100% on. But I, I, I would implore you, find out what the Democrats are saying call back and dismiss it outright, you know, and prove to me that they're wrong. But I would suggest, you know, if, if you can't enumerate any, a single one of their complaints. Well, they're saying Jim Crow on steroids, which is patently right. false. Well, that's just a character. Well, that's the president of the United States. I find States. it insulting. As a Texan, I find it insulting that this Jim Crow idea. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. They have but no you, idea what they're talking about. It, uh, you my know, point is that either other, do you. Uh, 
that you don't have any idea what they're saying. I, if I were you and I were in Texas, I would find out what the Democrats are saying so that I can summarily say, okay, well, they say that it, there are, you know, X percent, let's say it's 1% of our population doesn't have the money or the ability or the mobility or whatever it takes or a matching signature or birth certificate or social security card or uh, and, um, what, what's the, Joe, a utility bill, you know, that there is X percentage. I would bone up on that and find out what that is, find out what that percentage and there, and the Texas law, the last four digits of your social security number would be enough. Okay. So, so yeah, I would I would find out what they're saying, and then we can summarily dismiss it as outright false. But or, isn't that, shouldn't that be sufficient? In other words, either a photo ID or the last four digits of your social security card. If you don't have a social security card, you ain't working. Go ahead, Pat. We'll give you the last <laughs> word. Go right ahead. Well, I, I was going to ask you, I, I haven't sent you any emails about immigration, so that must be another path. Oh, you know what, it, it is. You're right. I'm blending my good Texans, <laughs> but thank you. But if you want to get started on that, I, you know, you turn on TV, on the news you see the rafts coming across the river down there in, the, in, uh, uh, in South Texas. That's uh, uh, about five miles, five minutes from my house. And we see uh, uh, the, uh, the illegals coming across from 150 countries. Now, my wife from the Philippines, and uh, she had tons of blood, money, and tears trying to get, come here legally, and, and did so. And to us, it is a huge slap in the face to sit downtown McAllen, Texas, and watch the busloads of people uh, coming out of the immigration... Uh, the, the, board, to up, the Border Patrol has a, a, a sort of a tent city down there, the municipal parking lot, right across the street from the bus station. And you can watch, sit there all day long and watch these people come out of this little tent city with their envelopes that say, I don't speak English, please help me find my next stop. Uh, the envelope has money in it that they've been given. And they march them across the street to the bus station, and the same thing takes place at the airport. Uh, they put them on uh, planes, and they, you ask, where, where, where are you sending these people? We don't even know. And Pat, you, that's why every city is a border city at this point. They're, they're here, too. They're, they're going across the entire country. Sure. Uh, and it's a, a huge insult to us. Uh, well, we got to pay for it, of course. Patently unfair my, to people who have fought and clawed, as you mentioned, that took uh, the the prolonged, expensive, and difficult process of becoming U.S. citizens. There's no argument there. Now, the Biden administration says they are making strides on the U.S.-Mexico border. What do you see? Baloney. <laughs> baloney. I figured. It's just one more fly out of Washington, D.C. Right. We got our next-door neighbor is Border Patrol. And, uh, you know, he says it. They get some of the people that come across here, they're supposed to have an ID. You know, show us some ID. One guy wrote his name down on a piece of toilet paper and says, there, I'm uh, Jose Jimenez or whoever. <laughs> and they, they don't have time to look into anything. They don't check them for the, the dreaded uh, plague to see if they've got the COVID, the Chinese flu. They don't, they don't have time to check them for anything. They're there for a few hours, and then they're on the bus to your town. And they should all be sent to Washington, D.C. Let Joe Biden handle them. If he wants them, he can have them. And yes, there are good people there. But uh, again, my, my next-door neighbor, he picked up four guys coming across the river from Croatia who had ties to the Russian mafia. You see no progress, got, in other words. <laughs> which we zero. know. That, which we it's know. Getting it's, worse and worse. It's know, getting it, worse and worse. It's not an and unsolvable no issue. When, well, Joe Biden had the easiest job in the world. Leave the immigration alone. It, it was just fine with, uh, with the, the measures that Trump had taken uh, up until January 20th. It was working just fine. 
but it has nothing to do with climate change. Ask the people why they come, they'll tell you that we're in a Biden t-shirt, and they say, Joe Biden invited us. All right, and would you to. have come if Trump were still president? Absolutely not. That's Pat, what they'll tell you. Thank right. you so much. You have an open mic here anytime. Please check in early and often. And thank you for the Bill Dana reference. It's been a long time since I heard my name, Jose Jimenez. <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, well, yes. Joe's eyes lit right up. Him. He knows exactly who he is. I remember him from the 60s <laughs> yes. as well. Thank you so much. Yes, really Pat. appreciate the call. Pat from Texas checking in again. All right, we got one call standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. No new emails today, but four great leftover emails are here, so we can uh, read those. And we got two texts pending. 70236 is the text number. Include the keyword OTM. And uh, you can email us at onthemarket.com if you'd like to weigh in on the Texas debacle. Are they cowards or patriots? What's your view? When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the Camp Show on the Mark. Uh, let's get some uh, emails going here, Joe. Okay. Right hand corner. One of our emailers says the special session in Texas was announced for doing election laws, no other business. The Texas phone call. How about some stories that are not pure hearsay? Who or where that woman was uh, who was convicted? And Abbott never mentioned it. Bah humbug. <laughs> All right. Not familiar um, with that one. Okay. And, um, hold on one second. There we go. Okay. The left keeps bashing those who believe that this past election was stolen or at least very questionable. There have been thousands of affidavits from people working at election headquarters who say there was very shady stuff going on. The fact is voting laws were changed right up to voting day because of a stupid virus. And that five key states stepped, stopped counting in the middle of the night when Trump was leading and in the days to follow, he ended up losing. Most of the voting laws that states are pushing now are ones that were in effect before but changed for this past election. Keep calling it the big lie if you wish, but those who keep saying it was the most sincere or secure election ever is way more laughable and absurd than thinking something was not right in the presidential election of 2020. That's from Doug. All right. Thank you, Doug. Yes, our republic is crumbling. There's no argument there. Thank you, sir. Stan, thank you for waiting go right ahead you're on the mark good morning uh yeah the democrats you know what they're saying here now i'm taking this out of a bbc article that's online it says the democrats the civil rights groups are saying the bill is disproportionately burdens or discourage voters from ethnic minorities as well as elderly and disabled oh. all right okay now where in the law does it say that we're going to penalize ethnic minorities and elderly and disabled Nowhere. 
Yeah, ah, that's what I thought. Well, it's not so written how is that possible? Per, well, it's not written in per se. It's the net effect will do that. The net effect. Right, right. Really? You mean, you mean I, since, it, since the day I started voting back when I was 18, you know, there was schedules. You had to register to vote within a certain number of days. I believe it was 30 days before the elect, general election, correct? Somewhere around there. I think that's what it still is. It could be wrong. And you'd go register, and then when you showed up to vote, you'd sign the book and do what you needed to do. You walked in vote. And there was one, one day. It was called election day, not election week, not election month, not election year, because basically that's what all these people want to do. They just want to have continuous elections. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So why is that? Why do they need continuous elections? People can't make, make, you know, make arrangements. They really want to vote. They're going to do what they need to do to vote. I'm sick and tired of these people. Oh, it affects me, and it's all racist and, and blah, 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 blah. Racist, really? That, that is about as racist as they come, saying that, you know, somebody that is of a minority or, or whatever, poor, that, that's bigoted. Plain and simple. What is that called when, when you expect minorities to do poorly at certain tasks? Low expectations, big, soft bigotry, Mark, of low expectations. Thank told you, you that before. I know about that. Mark exactly doesn't get what that. It is. Mark doesn't get it. I've, I, I, <laughs> you know, if people think that minorities are too stupid or incapable of doing what they need to vote, that is about as bigoted as they come. I expect everybody in this country that is a citizen and, and allowed by law. And I know there's felons and stuff that the, some states don't allow to vote, whatever that is. But the most citizens, and the key word there is citizens, over the age of 18, 18 and over, can go vote. So they go register and vote. All right? I expect everybody to be able to do that. If they can't, that's on them. Not on the state's. Not on anybody else. It's on them. Well, now you, for, you the forget. Opportunity is there. You forget, Stan, that now Kamala Harris, our beloved vice president, thinks that we out here in rural America can't find a way to get our identifications together because we don't have a Kinkos or anything like that around <laughs> no, us. Nobody has a Kinkos, considering <laughs> they went out of business in 2008. <laughs> well, that hasn't word hasn't reached That's Kamala yet. Topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think a lot of things have reached Kamala. You know, it, it, it's it's pathetic. And I don't understand. It just—it makes no sense to me how these people. But if my, the other thing is okay, we got the Democrats. They got all kinds of community organizers and get out to vote people and stuff like that. So if they know that there are people that are unable to drive themselves to the voting, you know, the polls, or don't have transportation or can't get transportation or don't have the means to get to get the idea, which in most states, if not all states, the voter ID is free then why don't their people go out and help these people? Because, you know, they're the, they're the caring, loving people. Why is that? That's true. They offer rides to the polls on Election Day. You would think the Democrats would be out saying, hey, if you can't get your voter ID, we'll get it for you. We'll help you. Stan, yeah, Stan there are some people who can't get a voter ID for one reason or another. They don't have access to a birth certificate or something else. Do you? Can you enumerate w what the issue is for some of these people? 
I don't know. I don't know everybody that's complaining they can't get to, you know, do the job that they need to do to go vote. I'll say the same thing I did to Pat. I would find out who the many people well, are who cannot get an idea and well, ask them if they would. I don't know anybody personally, as, as you don't, because everybody I know, if they want to go vote, they've, they're registered and they go vote. Right, so if you do not know them, they do not exist. I, I hear didn't it. say that. I, but there I, are I people that just did. continuously <laughs> complain that they exist but aren't willing to go help them. And the states have made it free to get it. Right, I got you. Yeah, the voter ID. So don't tell me that people can't get it, can't afford it. If it's free, that's pretty affordable in my opinion. All right, we got you, Stan. Anything else? We're getting the last word. You know, it still takes, next thing you know, they're going to be asking for someone to mark the ballot for them because there are some people who won't be able to pick up a pen because they have some kind of a disability. All right, let's make fun of them, too. Good uh, job. Okay. That's the stuff that, you know, needs, that goes on It needs to be stopped. And it's legal in California and some other states. Well, my point. And, and, and the feds, if they get that H.R. 1 bill passed, that'll be legal then, too. Well, my point was not to demean, as Mr. Lawrence seems to think I was, people with disabilities. It was to point out that there are always going to be some people who can't comply with every single qualification for anything. Right. And those people, you we know, either they either the don't do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you or so they much, find Stan. some way to adapt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Personal responsibility. Let's do what they need to do. Real simple. Personal Real responsibility. Simple. You're right. There you go. Spoken, spoken like an uninformed man. Thank you so much, Stan. Yeah, okay. Appreciate Bye. the call. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we got two calls waiting, and uh, we have two lines open. So that's the number, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we got emails pending. We got texts pending. We'll be right back. All right, let's hit these texts. Right. Uh, one of our e- texters says, Joe, regarding the Texas legislature, it's all a matter of perspective. There is a big difference between their rebellion versus our rebellion. That's signed Bill from the village of Dewart. And another one says, good morning. Big baby Republicans are so butt-hurted. That's B-U-T, but I don't think that's the way he meant it. <laughs> about losing the last election, we need to make voting for all Americans free and easy and stop. We don't know what he wants to stop because that's where the text cut off. Chris, you get 59 seconds. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, if uh, Republicans are passing these laws, as they clearly are, in order to uh, make it uh, uh, to make it so Democrats will vote less, that is to say urban voters and more onerous restrictions on him than their own voters, who are the ones guilty of the soft bigotry of low expectations? because they expected to decrease the black vote. Excellent point. Anything else? Uh, yes, the, the, whole, the whole thing is based on the big lie that there was some <laughs> kind of uh, conspiracy going on in the election that was fraud, and they can't find any. So, and... So they're, they're doing this because All right, why? that's a minute. That's a minute. That's a minute, Chris. That's a minute. Texas laws you mentioned. That's a minute, Chris. That's what, a minute. What, One what minute. Bye-bye, Chris. Have a nice ballot day. Ballot safety, <laughs> safer, right. more accurate. Okay. Nothing. There's not one of them. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris. The simple fact is the whole whole point of the voting legislation is to codify new laws that take precedence over what we did during a pandemic. That's all that anybody's trying to do. All right, Bill, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay, you're discussing the the voter ID. I'll give you two examples. One happened to my mother-in-law and one happened to me. Two weeks ago, I went down to the Seals Grove uh, driving thing. 
and was inquiring my license renews in September. I said, about real ID? She goes, you can do it today. And I said, well, okay. Uh, do you have a birth certificate with you? No. Do you have your social security card? I said, I might. Well, I need two things to get my driver's license. Now, I have an old driver's license that has my picture on. That should be proof enough for ID, but that's what they require. Now, they're, they're saying down there they don't want any kind of ID or whatever. Number two, my mother-in-law used to drive. She's 90 years old. A couple years ago, she needed to go to Social Security office. They went in and asked for an ID. She didn't have any. And she showed them an old driver's license. She said, that's not good. You need to get out of the Sillsgrove barracks and get a Pennsylvania ID card only. Well, now, there's something wrong. If we have to do that and they can't do anything to vote, it's totally wrong. Listen, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that you're enumerating now, but since, like, Stan or Pat, they do not know any of them personally, they say those people do not exist. And there are literally hundreds of examples and thousands of scenarios that lead people to not have a birth certificate or Social Security number uh, and to be unable to get it or they don't have the capacity to get it or they can't afford to pay for the what you need to do to get these things. So uh, people just don't see that. And the goal of these voter suppression laws is to make sure that that percentage, it is a small percentage overall, make sure that that small percentage can't vote. It's just a game of inches to get them off the ballot. Well, here's an inch you could turn into a foot. If you're saying about the Social Security, and they're collecting Social Security and don't have a Social Security card, how can they get it? Well, it's it's a catch-22. You know, well, then they're catching illegal people that are off the government that, that you and I paid in, and they didn't pay a penny in. So should we make it easier for people to get a Social Security card? Gee, it is easy. Well, <laughs> well it is, I agree. It, uh, Initially. For example, my son was like eight or nine, we went to the bank, and you couldn't open an account for him without a Social Security card. Right. Because they were afraid that I would be using his money and guaranteeing the interest and not claiming it on, on, on taxes. I mean, I, and the other thing I want to bring up, you know, you hear all about the privilege things, about white privilege. I won't say I'm white privilege, but I am privileged for one, one thing. My grandfather fought in World War One. My father fought in World War Two. My father won a bronze star. I privileged to be in the United States. And these people that can't respect the flag, I'm sorry. There's no reason for it. I agree. Couldn't right. agree with you more. Well, I certainly am not going to try to talk you out of that. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks for checking in. Thank you for your viewpoints. Yeah. I really, really appreciate them. Uh, let's see. That puts uh, Dale on the radio. Go ahead, sir. We are talking about the Texas Democrats. What would you say, cowards or patriots? Push the wrong button. Yeah. Oh, Lance, I'm sorry. You are next. I hit the next button. That means you are next. I'm sorry. So, but you, same question. <laughs> sorry. Stand by, Dale. You're next, Lance. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, what I uh, called about here is now you're talking about uh, voter fraud, okay? And you say that, uh, well, we know it exists, but the, my number is so minuscule it doesn't matter. And then when we talk about this uh, voter uh, ID, voter suppression, well, we know it's only minuscule, but boy, that can really push the election one way or the other. <laughs> now, why is it, uh, you know? Excellent point. Uh, if this I is mean, a I'm, game I'm of confused. inches, 
<laughs> shouldn't it all equal out if if the fraud was minimal but the number of people who can't get ID is minimal w- w- won't it even out actually I think if but one doesn't cancel the other one out if you can't if you can't sell it to people who can't get ID uh, those probably aren't the ones who are committing the fraud although some could have been you know if you have somebody that did have fake ID and can't get a real one and then uh, can't vote then you uh, eliminated one of the minuscule occurrences of fraud right yeah what if you say about that, uh, disenfranchising minorities because you need a photo ID? Well, then anything that you'd need a photo ID for would not disenfranchise the same amount the same way, would it not? Um, right? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> why is is <laughs> so? Imagine if you would take those to court one way or another. I mean, I love to run that past counselor reader just to see what happens because you have a precedent for the whole thing right i don't need that to do that we won't need it to buy a gun or enter i had to go in the federal building for um my uh, railroad retirement mm-hmm. and i couldn't get in without a photo id well, and that was and soon you're not going to be able to do it without a real ID. Right, yep, that's right. So in order to sign up for that, you'll have to do so electronically because you cannot enter without a real ID in a federal building. And I, I believe that's in effect now. So here's a conundrum. Let's say I'm subpoenaed in a federal court for some reason or another, and I don't have a real ID. Does that mean I don't have to go to federal jury duty or federal... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that does get you out of federal jury duty. You have to try make uh, every uh, good faith effort to get the ID, but in a timely fashion, but it takes a while, especially, (laughs) I hate to keep going back at this, if you don't have your birth certificate, if you don't have a social security number, you don't have a utility bill or a permanent address, or you don't, you have never really registered for very many things at all, if you don't have that paper trail, uh, you you don't have your glasses and you can't read the forms, you know, what what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, if you have a visual impairment, you shouldn't be able to vote, Joe is right, (laughs) go ahead, Lance, no, I'm just asking you how those people may Manage. They they seem to overcome all of this stuff that you're saying these people can't overcome. All right. Go ahead, Lance. Yeah, wrap right. up. Well, you won't be able to get Social Security without a birth certificate. Right. Yeah, oh, nowadays. Sure. Back in the day, you just signed up. I, I signed up when I was a kid to get my Social Security card so that I could get a job. But you just signed up. It was your parents yeah. vouching for you was sufficient. Now you get it when you're born. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Social Security card. All right, and you start paying in when you're two, I think. All right, that was a joke. Thank you so much, Lance. Great. Appreciate that. All right, Dale, this time I mean it. You're on the mark. Yeah, I just want to say, talk about the domino effect, where uh, the integrity of our media and our government all collapse. And I just want to say about the integrity of our election. Ain't that national security? Yes, that is definitely hurting nationals. Well, uh, look at the U.S. border. Okay, we pay CIA taxpayer money to, you know, protect us. We have no word on them showing us evidence that the election was correct. They're not even mentioned nothing. So do they work for the taxpayer or do they work for the IMF? Well, no, the CIA CIA doesn't involve themselves in domestic issues. They're foreign. But they're saturated in the media and they're saturated (laughs) in the government, Joe. You understand that? You no, I'm afraid I don't understand that. You don't that. think they're senators and congressmen in uh, CIA? You don't believe that? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't think they're in the media either, huh? Nope, not at all. That's why you can't see the first domino. Okay, so oh, okay. I just want to ask, 
have people to think about this, okay? Okay, so thinking. If they're to protect our integrity of our elections, they haven't mentioned nothing. Are they working for the taxpayer or they work for the IMF? Because the IMF basically is folding up shop in America. The, I, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund? Yes. Yes, they are. They're, they're working you know, for the impossible the missions force. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank- so basically, America's for sale. I mean, as the CIA is all about why the government is all falling, and they're not answering nothing. So, I mean, the IMS got them all under wraps. So I just want people to think about that. The CIA is the guilty ones here. Joe, don't you wish There's- to say something? No, I'm just astounded to find out the CIA is so involved in all things I didn't even know they yeah, were involved they're in. They're all saturating Congress and and Senate. I mean, they're all they're all agents in there. Well, you know, Joe but loves I, wearing their Joe Biden loves wearing those glasses because they got him thinking he's an agent. I know the CIA is involved in the Bar Association, but I didn't realize they were in the media. Yeah, at certain these five headlines, they steer your thought every week. They your top headlines usually come from the CIA. I mean, yeah, I mean that's arrogant. <laughs> Something's happened, that's for sure. All right, thank you so I much. I just want people to think about that. I mean, let's defund the CIA since they're not giving us any proof the election is real. All right, we got you. All thank right, you so, so much, the Dale. CIA should be involved in our elections. There's a thought that would scare most people. All right, one eight hundred. Oh, scratch the phone number. We're out of time. We got a caller standing by, and I got to take a break. And we got texts aplenty. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got a uh, caller standing by. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Hey, good morning. Uh, I want to make a recommendation for a sound effect that you, got, you guys could have in your studio that Joe could have his finger on the button. <laughs> and I want to uh, illustrate why he could use that. Mark, there was a gentleman uh, uh, talking to you, and he really pointed out the Democrat logic fallacy. And that was... You know, you all say that there's uh, uh, there is voter fraud, but it's so small it doesn't affect the election. But when it comes to voter ID, well, that's going to suppress the vote enough. And you don't know how much that's going to be, but it's going to suppress it to to really affect the election. And I just want to suggest that when when you know, like when that guy made that comment to you, Joe would be able to push a button and you'd hear the sound effect, boom, baby. Because I mean, that's what it was, boom, baby. He got you. 
<laughs> yeah, that is ironic that uh, we, uh, not both sides, but certainly uh, Republicans say there was a ton of fraud, and Democrats would probably have be forced, I would think, to concede that there definitely was fraud. I mean, we certainly know a lot of Republicans voted on behalf of dead people for President Trump, but the fact oh, is... Oh, Chicago had quite a few of the deceased who were casting their votes and were quite active politically during the last election. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, be that as it may. Um, and we, we certainly know that, you know, there is X percentage of people. So, yes, I, I think that was ironic. I, I, w- I would vote for and I think that it's commendable the Democratic dead are so involved in politics. I think when Cliff Readers called in and said, Mark, the fact that uh, it, it's perfectly bigoted to think that a black can't get a voter ID, that that's reprehensible, I think that we should have hit it then, too. That's horrible. Hey, I, I just I have a, a question and a comment. One, did uh, did has Fred call Fred Keller called back into you guys lately? I mean, I heard. Nope, we're dead to him. He, he doesn't want to call in or something. We're dead to him. No, we Fred has not called us on the program. Although uh, the invitation is out there, he's welcome anytime. I'm not happy about that. I enjoyed listening to Fred, and I, I called his office up in Williamsport and talk, uh, talked to the woman up there, and she had every reason under the sun why uh, Fred doesn't call in, but. It wasn't anything like you guys probably suspect. Now, as far as my oh, uh, comment, okay. you know, right now, I don't know how it is down in your particular area, but boy, oh boy, up here uh, outside of Bloomsburg, we are stuck in the muck as far as heavy rain is concerned. And further to our north, up in the uh, upper reaches of the uh, north branch, it's even worse. And, uh, you know, it's not bad yet, but the river's coming up and the creeks are coming up. And, you know, if, if it gets worse, we're going to hear about how it's, uh, it's due to climate change. Well, right now, we're all hearing about out in the West, the big heat wave we're having out there. Well, the pattern that they are stuck in is causing us to be stuck in the muck right now as far as the rain and the cloud is concerned. And my concern is this. You know, that situation out there we're hearing every day is caused by uh, global warming and climate change and CO2. Well, if we stay in this particular pattern much longer as the upper atmosphere starts to cool and, you know, as, as seasons advance, and it gets a higher amplitude, which means we're going to have a more direct uh, north-south flow possibly to the Gulf of Mexico. If we happen to get one of those hurricanes that pushes the, uh, the water level in the river up to the top of the dike and maybe over, we're going to hear how that is climate change, too. So just get prepared. Uh, the situation we're in, to me, I'm a little worried about it, uh, that if it continues into the, you know, the prime hurricane season, we might get a flood. And I, and I just want to let you know, be prepared to hear that it's global warming. And you're here to say that it isn't, correct? I'm here to say that it's pretty much the normal weather pattern that normal, happens every okay. now and then that causes big floods here in northeastern PA. Fair right. enough. Write that down, Joe. I get, wrote it down. Get, get, get I bel- I'm with you, brother. Boom sound effect <laughs> after the hurricane. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Take care now, man. Great call to wrap up on. Very busy day. We thank everybody, including our new callers, for calling in. This is WKOK Sunbury.